0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
3: Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. I'm getting used to the new sound in my head right now. I got some brand new headphones. Uh, people had been, I think, I'm pretty sure, taking my headphones. I, I think I, I think both of these are mine that are in here. They're just old, loose headphones. and I'm pretty sure people have been rubbing their taint on them, and that's why I've been getting sick and... And uh, I just decided I'm going to get some new phones. So I got some new phones. Now I'm getting used to the sound. It's deep and rich in my, in my head. I hope it sounds good coming out over the airwave. Sound, sound normal? It sounds exactly the same. Exactly
4: the same. Because it's actually the, the same microphone mic. that produces the sound. I the get headphones it. I get it. Nothing to do with it.
3: I get it. Relax, number one. Okay. So just relax. It's all good. I'm Woodsy. Uh, to my left is Benjamin Higgins, and he's, he's a little uptight this morning. Aztecs lost last night. It, it bunches him up when they lose, and he's got to go defend him online all night. I know how it is. I totally, totally get it. Uh, we will talk about the aztecs Benny. So that's coming. I watched the whole game. I have a lot to contribute uh, about it as well. Now, joining us as well this morning, is Frank, is it Marchese? Or Mar- it's Marchese, right. It's not Marchese. It's Frank Marchese. We yes. call him Italian, Paul. Because he is Italian, it makes it easier, and he's sitting in for Paul Rindel, who was out sick. And we knew that there was a possibility that this could happen. Paulie had had cruised under the radar as far as even a tickle in his throat. Started feeling like crap Sunday. Sunday night got worse. Came in, uh, tried to duke it out yesterday, and then yesterday he goes, "I'm dead. I am just dying." I guess he went home. He slept all day. Woke up, pounded out the rundown. We uh, called down to the bullpen, and Italian Paul is here, and it's good to have you here, buddy. I always like seeing your face.
2: Well, thank you very much. I am feeling a little uh, lied to, a little lied to about today. How so? Um, I was told. Now I know the history of what's gone on here, not just in this studio, but on this floor. How there it is, proving my point doesn't make it less true. That everybody has been sick.
3: Yeah, everybody. Absolutely, has been. They everybody. Have been.
2: I was promised a hazmat suit, and I have the te- I have the right. I have it in writing. I was uh, promised a hazmat suit, and
3: I have not yet seen it. Let me let let's clue him in, sweet little innocent Italian Paul, about the ways of Odyssey <laughs> and the way that Odyssey typically uh, will operate.
2: I've been with Odyssey for a while. Yeah, now. I know, well, I yes. mean,
3: when we were hired here, we were promised a three-hour show. Uh, it was actually uh, it was a, a verbal handshake. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. I'm Going to do a three-hour show. Oh, great, because that's what. Our competition does. That's what every other... You guys realize, too, there's one You know, one major sports team in town. Four a day makes it a little bit tougher. They're, yeah, 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 done. It's done. Don't worry about it. You don't even have to ask about it again. How long did that last? About About three, about three weeks? About three weeks. Hey, sorry, guys. We need to put you back to a four-hour show. Oh, really? You've never seen panic in two dudes' face like you saw? I'll never forget where I was. I was down at Stadium Golf chipping balls, he called me, he's called me, Ben's called me maybe three times in six years, maybe, and he was panicked. And I mean, panicked! Well, I know how you're going to react, so. I, well, I knew how you were going to react, and I, we hated it. So, listen, you'll get your hazmat suit when we get our three-hour show, all right? Just so you know. So it's good to be here. I'm so glad uh, that Italian Paul is here, and I hope our little Paulie feels better. I don't think it went... I don't think it went particularly well. I don't think he slept very well. I think he's uh, on some meds. But he did pound out the rundown for us. We really appreciate that and all his hard work. So, uh, Ben, are you okay? You do seem a little bit uptight.
4: I'm fine. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. uh, I wasn't overly disappointed by the loss last night. It was another one they could have had. Sure. So, as a fan, obviously, you would have liked to have won one of those. Probably not going to win the conference anymore. But we'll talk about it uh, this morning. Um, And... Yeah, there were some Aztecs fans who were panicked on my timeline. Yeah, there were. Now oh, they're one and done for sure in for the sure. NCAA tournament. Can't tell you how many times I got that last year at this time as sh- well from San Diego State fans. I but. should have
3: counted last year, because I do like to go lurk on your feed when the Aztecs lose because I like to see I like to see the interaction. And the interaction was it it, it never disappoints. So uh I hope everybody is having a fantastic uh morning this morning. We do have you know we have we have things to talk about certainly there are actually a lot of very sports ish stories uh that that came out yesterday we will get into those as well uh today about college football playoffs we'll talk some uh, ncaa basketball as we mentioned we will talk about the san diego padres um we will talk some uniforms too i i i'm i'm interested in talking more about the the travesty that has happened uh so far in major league baseball you've got You've got legit players going to their Instagram, posting jerseys that adult league teams wouldn't pay for. You know, uh, it made me feel much better about the jerseys I procured for my adult league team Um, because they're horrible. They're horrible. Uh, And I thought people were being a little dramatic about it. They weren't. They were absolutely right. People are going to be plunking down a couple hundred bucks for these jerseys. With off-centered numbers, with off-centered letters. You make the big leagues. You walk into your locker. Here we go. Oh, wow. They have better jerseys at fantasy camp. I'm telling you. So I don't know what's happened to uh, my beloved Major League Baseball, but they're they're really stepping
4: in it again, which they've been known to do. Um, over the years. Now, but have we actually seen the the game jerseys for the season yet? Because I don't know. You know, your spring I mean, jerseys are not the same ones that you wear. But it's the same
3: manufacturer. It's the same issues True. that are going to... But Which th- these the, are on sale. But these I, are on sale. From what
4: I understand, it's the same factory where the, the old <laughs> uniforms used to come out. They haven't changed like where they're made, even though they've changed the branding. And it's the same factory that's producing them. So, you, theoretically, they should be able to... Make them look like they always have. Well,
3: theoretically, is one thing... To actually execute it has been another thing entirely, man, entirely. So, uh, yeah, we will get into to all that. We'll talk to our pal Sammy Spring training today as well. But um, what did everybody do? How was how was your afternoon yesterday? I normal? had a uh,
4: I had a fairly normal afternoon. Um, I didn't work yesterday, which was nice. Oh, that's so good. I, I didn't I know that. Enjoyed a lunch. I went to they opened up a brand new board and brew in Encinitas this weekend, and I went to my my first experience of the Encinitas board and brew. Had how a, was it? Tom's choice, which is the The turkey and roast beef sandwich on the squaw bread, which is my favorite. At Borden Brew, a little bit of that uh, sweet and sour sauce that goes with it. You've had it at the ballpark probably before, but usually I had to drive like 20-25 minutes if I ever wanted a Borden Brew sandwich, which is a little much for me for lunch, just to go get a sandwich, but now it's like two minutes away from my house, so I enjoyed that for the first time, the new opening in that Trader Joe's Shopping Center in Encinitas.
3: You know, it's not always a good thing when something you love... It's too opens close. up too close to your home.
4: I had a turkey sandwich with a lot of veggies on it. it's not the worst thing to have for a, for a lunch. It's true,
3: but you start
4: mainlining
3: chips and Pepsi's. Didn't and get any the, chips.
4: Didn't get any Pepsi. And just the, got the sandwich. The sauce. Yeah, the sauce is probably not the best thing for you. It's but so good. It does make it so good though. Yeah. It's
3: really really good. Oh uh, well, that's that's excellent news. I uh, am doing an undertaking. I was. Uh, I think I must be out of my mind to do this, but. So walking around the house yesterday, in a little bit of an existential crisis, as I'm known to have once a week at least, and I just wasn't feeling great, and and you know, was feeling a lack of creativity, and then I looked outside and it was just dumping rain again, and I just went, "Oh my god!" When it like, I was just in a mood, right? So I looked at the, at, at my bookshelf and I remembered that I bought this book, Betty. <laughs> It's called "A Thousand and One Albums." Here before you die. Now that's a buttload of albums. That is an absolute truckload of records to listen to. Figure th- twelve
4: songs or so on yeah. every single Call album.
3: We're talking forty-eight about, minutes to an hour. We're
4: talking twelve thousand songs <laughs> easily.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, and a thousand records. And so I looked at this book, and the book is about. It's a. Good solid four to five inches thick. It's like an encyclopedia, it's bigger than a dictionary. So I start thumbing through it and I go, I'm gonna try it. I'm just gonna try it. I'm gonna, I'm, I've got some time. I'm not feeling like, you know, going pound out notes on the computer. I'm just gonna listen to some music, which I love to do. And so I started with an album by a gentleman of the name of Bob Dylan.
4: Who we've A. Aaronson? We've had. A, You're not going. No, I did not go okay. alphabetical.
3: I. What happened was I flipped to, and it goes by decade, like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. Flip it open. The first book, first thing it opens to is "Blood on the Tracks" by Bob Dylan, famous album. Now I say famous album. I've never listened to it. I've never listened. I know one song off it off the top of my head, and I go, "All right." And I don't even like Bob. I mean, I respect Bob Dylan, but I don't go and get in the car and be like, "Yes, let me get some Dylan on." So I laid down in my bed, or on my bed, and I listened to Blood on the Tracks from in its entirety. And I looked outside, and the rain was coming down, and I would go, I get it now. I get it. I got it. It was a cool feeling of, like, you've been fighting against Bob Dylan and his weird, jangly voice for 35, 40 years. I sat down, I listened to it, and I went, Okay.
4: That's one down. Now, how long did that take you to listen it's to the entire 40, album? Let
3: me t- I'll tell you. I can tell so you. So, there's right no
4: now. 18 minute tracks about John F. Kennedy's assassination <laughs> no. on this particular album.
3: Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan. Right here is ten songs, 51 minutes. Okay, 51 yeah. minutes. 51 minutes. So, I listened to Blood on the Tracks. And and you didn't entire. do
4: anything else while you were listening. You I la- focused. I, I laid
3: there and like played on my phone a little bit, okay. but I listened to that album in its entirety. And now I can say. Oh, yeah, Blood on the Tracks, great record. I'm listening to it. Because you say things like, oh, Sgt. Pepper's. Oh, yeah, I know Sgt. Pepper. You've never sat and listened to all of Sgt. Pepper's. You know what I mean? Like, you're very rarely listened to an entire record. So I'm going to try to knock out as many of these thousand and well, one. Yeah, because
4: you have to listen to the kind of
3: not <laughs> great songs in between. Yes, of course. And There's no Just, you, know. you got no fast forwarding. So I I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see how many I can Plus, get through.
4: Plus, you know, artists will arrange their album <laughs> in a particular order to sometimes tell a story, That's perhaps, exactly right. Or, you know, there's a flow to an album that you don't get when you're listening on the radio and a random song comes on. It might be the seventh song on an album or the second song on an album. It has no context when you're listening on a, a random Spotify channel or on the radio.
3: And I realized, you know, I realized that our generation, mine and yours, Italian Paul's for sure... um I think it's probably stopped at our parents, that it was, we were a singles generation. Oh, we heard this song on the radio, we love it, and that's the one we listened to. I went back and listened to another, uh, one of my favorite, In my, I thought it was my favorite Morrissey record. It wasn't, because I only knew two songs on it, but I went and listened to the rest of that yesterday as well, and went, oh, there's five more songs in there I like. Was that in the list? That was I, I, I'm sure it is, okay. I'm sure it is. it is, it's one of his better ones, but... Uh, so I did that yesterday. I played a lot of guitar, and I felt I just got myself feeling better again. It really so, helped.
4: Yeah, it's interesting. Is that simply a function of convenience? When our parents were listening to music, you had to physically get up, put the record player on the on the turntable, put the <laughs> pin down. You're not going to search around and try to find the start of another song. You're just going to let it run all the way through. Generally, you if could. you're listening to music, you could, but it's that's it's how they pain. did it.
3: That's how they did it on the radio. They, the guy would have to go sit. And look for the little, darker line, and then place it gently on there, and then it would play. Right. Uh, They don't have to do that
4: anymore. But But we had cassettes. Sometimes you'd listen to a cassette all the way through. But but you'd
3: also fast-forward through a cassette. You could fast-forward
4: a little bit easier through a cassette. And then once CDs were invented, you could just skip to the track that you wanted. And now that there's digital music, you can skip between genres, artists, songs, different albums, whatever you want. Listen to whatever order you want. It doesn't matter what album it came from anymore at all. That's exactly right.
3: Jr. says Woods hates recommendations, but has an entire book of recommendations. Yeah, I, it's a, this is more of a this is more of like a compilation, like because I there's albums in there I've never heard of ever, and I'm like, all right, well, I want to give it a shot. So a thousand and one. Um, thousand one albums to listen to before you die. You can go look it up too. It's a pretty cool book, and they've got a write up about every single album in there. It's a lot. I can't even imagine the undertaking that this guy went through to write this book. Problem is, I think it stopped in two thousand five, and there's been a lot of good records since two thousand five. There's probably an addendum somewhere. I'm gonna. It's probably gonna end up being like fifteen hundred albums I need to listen to before I die. But I'm gonna try to make my way through it. It was really.
4: It was pretty pretty cool experience yesterday so. so if everything goes well and you listen to one a day right you will be done in about three years three
3: to five years if you add yeah. the the albums the since new album right yeah that's true because that's 2005 to 24 that's 18 17 that's 17 years that's 18 years eight 19 twenty 21 to how many years is it Seven. Since the I mean Since the start of two thousand four yes. including
4: two thousand five would be nineteen years. Nineteen
3: years. Yeah. So close. That's nineteen more years of albums I'm gonna have to listen to. So I'll I'll probably finish probably sometime around twenty thirty six, uh, which I look forward to. I'll update you guys, too, as we go along the way. <laughs> Give us your report.
4: Uh, Blood on, on the, the tracks. Two thumbs On the up.
3: journey. <laughs> so good. So good.
4: Our journey will take you until 10 a.m. this morning. We'll uh, <laughs> lay out the menus for what we've got coming up on the show today when we come back. Uh, it is Ben and Woods and Italian Paul in for oh, the ill. Paul Reindle this morning. Let's check traffic uh, and see how it looks out there on a rainy Wednesday morning on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 97.3 The Fam.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today.
4: Did not expect a college football discussion to break out. Me and Italian
3: Paul. Italian Paul, who's your college football team? I'm a Penn State guy. Okay. Me and Italian Paul, there's the new... uh, They they came out yesterday. We're going to get to it, I think, at 8.35. Maybe we'll jump it up sooner. But Italian Paul is trying to goad me because I'm a Notre Dame fan, and they're not in a conference. And, yeah, I've heard that bit before. But he he doesn't know, Ben. He can't goad me about the Irish. Because you know my theory on the Notre Dame fighting Irish. I love them. My dad went there. I went to Holy Cross. I couldn't get in. Went where Rudy went. And, um... You can't get me. You can't upset me about the Irish. They're going to go out. They're going to get their 9-10 wins. And I'm going to sit back. I'm going to enjoy my Saturdays watching them play. And as long as we beat SC and some of the big names on the schedule... I'm as happy you as keep a keep Your
4: expectation is oh, very reasonable, massively You're reasonable. You're like a Dodgers fan. that goes, hey, as long as we get to the playoffs, exactly every year, right. I don't care Dude. if we lose in the divisional it's, round to the Padres or the Diamondbacks. We got in. We had a good regular season. That's all that really
3: matters. It, in college football, it's so much different <laughs> than in in Major League Baseball. You know, it's so much different. There's 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 conferences. There's you know uh, there's money. There's how you get into the school? Who you let into the school? It's so uneven and weird, and it's such a it's been such a dynasty for the SEC. I like to get my ten, cash it out, beat the, beat some teams. You know, watch them run out of the tunnel. All of the aura that you were just talking about that you say
4: they don't have anymore. Ten should get you into the
3: playoffs yeah.
4: most years now with and, the new format
3: that we'll talk about. Yeah, and I can't wait to talk about this format. I think. Ultimately, the new format is going to be phenomenal for college football. Phenomenal. I, there's I there's really, there's, undoubtedly,
4: it's a good thing for schools like San Diego State. You now there feel now, like you have a chance. There is a pathway to the playoff and the national championship that didn't really exist before, and that's that was one of my chief complaints about college football. Is you had a system where a, a good no 30 40 teams that suited it up in august for training camp were already eliminated 100% from the entire race before they even set foot on a practice field for the first time and i what do you tell your
3: players on day 1 hey if we work really hard and we win every game 100 to nothing you have no shot at a national title <laughs> so let's get out there and kick some ass today guys come on there's no way there's no way so this this makes it feel a little fair now You're going to see the same teams in there at the end. It's going to be Georgia and Alabama next year or Georgia and Texas or somebody.
4: As it should be. As it should be. Those are the good teams. You want the the best teams in the playoff, and this format will also account for the best teams getting in. But you will have
3: soon, one day, some upstart team that they'll make a Disney movie about that runs the table or something. There's going to be some interesting storylines that come out of this.
2: That was a hell of an inspirational speech for a halftime show, for like a halftime yeah. thing if you're going for the Akron job. Right, you did yeah, exactly. Great, exactly.
3: It's exactly right. So uh, I'm excited to talk about it because I love college football. I do love the Irish, but you can't get me mad about the Irish, Italian Paul. You I'm just I'm not trying can't. to get
2: you mad. I'm just trying to bring you back to the real world.
3: I'm in the real world where they don't have to join a conference in football because they already get their cake. Why would they say, ooh, you guys are giving us cake? Well, let me just take some of this cake and spread it out evenly amongst ourselves. No, they get the cake. They don't need it.
2: We don't need to be in a conference yet we because we're not in a conference we can't go higher than six right. in this new system
3: which again I, i'm not even seeing many irish fans complain about it it's just kind of like this is what it is you get that buy because you don't play a conference championship we'll talk about it we'll talk about it we'll talk, we're, we're, we'll talk about it coming up yeah we're, 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 uh, we're
4: obviously we will blowing uh, it we'll talk yet. padres in spring training there was a lot of jackson merrill discussion yesterday <laughs> that we will get into i uh, was interested reading the athletics uh, jason stark uh, polled anonymously polled a lot of uh, executives to see who the real winners and losers of the off season were best trades, most improved teams least improved teams. Padres come up a couple of times in those discussions, best and worst free agent signings of the offseason. Uh we'll get into some of that coming up. Take on Woods, our, our daily game chance to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. That's right around 7:10 each morning. We'll get to that. Don't do this is our 7:20 segment. Sammy Spring training will join us from Peoria. That is a 7:35 slot today as uh, Sam Levitt continues to just kill it with his coverage. For us uh, at 973 The Fan on all the shows all day long, the video That he's putting out. If you are not following Sammy on every channel, all over the place, YouTube, X, TikTok, Um, am I missing some places Instagram Instagram Instagram, yes absolutely Instagram where the uh, content is flowing freely Uh, we will hear from Sammy at 735 our tier (laughs) 1 tour continues we are previewing each team as we count down toward Padres opening day which is now less than one month away March 20th in Korea against the Dodgers we will take a look at the Boston Red Sox in our tier 1 tour today coming up in our 820 segment we got the uh, college football discussion Uh, Italian Paul will have an Italian Paul, Rinal report for us today. There's always a mention of auto racing. It's really the only time auto racing ever gets talked about on this show. When, you know. When, when Italian Paul wedges it in somewhere. Well, during, you guys got
2: to get cultured. That's and what I, happens. And I
3: told him, because there's nothing more cultured than Daytona. Uh, but I told him when I walked in this morning, I, you know what I want from you today, Italian Paul? I said, I want it. I said, I know Daytona is like your Super Bowl. I said, give it to me. Give it to me and make me... Show us your passion. Make me want you, Challenge Italian acceptance. Paul. Okay, make me want... It's, well, it's funny. When seduce me with res- your Daytona. Okay. Seduce okay. me. When I'm <laughs> scrolling and I that, see I an auto
4: racing tweet, I know it came from Frank's account. Just like if I see a tuna boat, I know it came from Nick Canapa's account. There's just certain people who are in lanes, their thing. Have their thing, and I know exactly where it comes from. And if it's auto racing... Either Frank tweeted it or he retweeted it from someone else because there's no one else on my timeline that really does any auto racing coverage at all. And if I see a pithy San
3: Diego State tweet, I know exactly (laughs) where it came from. And we will talk
4: about that in the very next segment. We will come back. The Aztecs, Utah State last night in Logan. (laughs) Have their chances. Could not pull it off. Not Jaden Ladee's fault, I will say that. Uh, a couple other players did not have great games, though. Uh, we will get into some San Diego State basketball talk and more coming up next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the fan. Good news and uh, bad news for college basketball. Aztecs fans this morning after their team lost 68 63 last night in Logan, Utah to the now first place Utah State Aggies. And um, I don't know which way. Should I start with the good news or the bad news? Bad news, obviously. Right, I will start with the bad news. We will get that done right after a check of traffic here on 97 3 The Fan. Uh, we'll start with the uh, bad news. The simple truth is that with the loss last night, the Aztecs fall to nine and five in Mountain West play. They are third place now, behind ten and four Utah State and nine and four Boise State. Best case scenario now: San Diego State wins the rest of their games, but even if they do so, they will need help to just uh, forge a tie somewhere at the top of the standings. They play Boise State at Viejas Arena, so they can be they can beat the Broncos, but. They don't play the Aggies again, and Utah State's next uh, three games are all against bottom-tier teams in the conference, so their last game is at home against New Mexico. The Aztecs will need New Mexico's help at the end of the season just to have a chance at tying for first place, and at that point, it may come down to some massive tiebreakers if they're two or three, four teams that all have five losses at the end of the conference. The... Control of winning the conference is very much out of San Diego State's hands, and the odds that they lift another banner, regular season Mountain West Conference banner into the rafters of Viejas Arena, pretty low now after the loss last night. That's the the bad news and the bad takeaway from last night's game. Uh, the good news is, didn't hurt them in any of the metrics. They gained number 18 in the net rankings, number 18 in the Ken Palm computer rankings this morning. It was another quad one game, so their 12th of the season, not considered a bad loss by any stretch of the imagination. They have no bad losses. Their NCAA tournament resume remains very strong. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the committee would still consider them a four seed, which is where sure. they were considered on Saturday when the the preview bracket came out. So... It wasn't a punishing loss. It was just a missed opportunity to get a good road win. And now there really are no more opportunities for San Diego State to get that really good conference road win. They had many chances, came up short every single time uh, of their five conference losses. Four of them are by single digits on the road, most of them in altitude, and they had a chance to win just about every single one of them. And they were unable to pull it off in, in any of the occasions.
3: You know, it it it's not it's not a uh, – look, the final score last night, 68-63. I watched the entire game, too. I felt like that game – I felt like they should have lost by 15 as poorly as they played down the stretch. They just kept hanging around, though, and would get a big stop when they needed one. Dude, great Osibor is incredible. I mean, he played off his ass last night. Now, so did Jaden Ladee. Why wasn't Osibor given the same type of attention defensively that Ladee was given down at the other end of the court because he got mauled as he has? They were talking about it on the broadcast, the scratches up and down his arms that they saw uh, before the game. There is, there's nobody that could guard him, and he was it was a mismatch all night. Jaden was on him, but uh, when they
4: would come over to double, Benny— there was just nothing they could do to stop it. It's one of the the actual areas where the Aztecs aren't as good as last season. Now, metrically, defensively, they're still one of the top <laughs> sure. teams in the country, but without Nathan Mensah as that big presence and rim protector underneath, a big player like Great Osabor can have his way. Jane Ladea is not one of the better defensive players for San Diego State. A, a good defensive team but one that is somewhat vulnerable underneath and it is a it is a possible reason the Aztecs could get knocked out in a bad matchup in the NCAA tournament they face a guy like that who just continues to pound it in and they don't have an answer for it it could be a problem but for San Diego State
3: that said i mean my god make shots like yeah. make 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 shots down the stretch um, you know, that, and I understand and Pete Pete Gillen is a tough listener. God, he's tough listening. It's just stream of consciousness in a Boston accent. Feed the, big, accent. Dog. Feed yeah, the feed, big dog. Feed him. You gotta get him the ball. Get him the ball. <laughs> and you're you're listening to 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 that and I'm like, yeah, but there's three guys on him, and then you've got guys on the wings that are wide open standing there. Nobody could nobody could hit a shot. Nobody can hit a shot down the stretch. So I understand getting it to your best player Maybe not when he's he's triple coverage. Somebody's got to step up and make those, make those, those buckets. The
4: Aztecs went 2 of 18 from three-point range until <sighs> the last second of the game when they made one to finish 3 of 19, but it didn't matter at that point. You consider if they had just made a quarter of their three-point baskets, which isn't a good percentage, they would have won that game. So in that sense, knowing you can go on the road to a, another hostile, sold-out environment, what is considered one of the better student sections in the country, not play one of your better games of the season and still have every opportunity to win that game tells you that San Diego State's going to be a very hard out for anyone in the NCAA tournament, but they could be their own worst enemy because if you shoot like that in the NCAAs, you're going home, and And they need to have a little more consistency from outside. Jaden LaDee, who I thought early in the game, they took him out you know, just a few minutes in, and he looked winded. I don't know if it was... Um, altitude that was bothering him came back and had a phenomenal game 23 points six rebounds but he can't do it all by himself and his teammates did not step up Lamont Butler zero points zero assists three turnovers it had to be maybe his worst game as a San Diego State Aztec Uh, Micah Parrish wasn't much better he wasn't hitting shots got a little bit off the bench from uh, Reese Waters yesterday Uh, Miles Bird did a little bit but Ultimately, the rest of the starting lineup, other than Jaden Ladee, just all had an off night. And they still lost by five to a top 30 team on the road in a sold-out, hostile environment. The Aztecs can can certainly play basketball. And I'm not, I'm not worried about you know the people in my feed who are going, well, they're clearly a one-and-done team in the NCAA tournament. Well, they're not going to have to go on the road in the NCAA tournament. Right. It's a neutral site. They've won all their neutral site games so far. Uh, I am certainly worried that they're going to draw a big man, maybe a team with two big man men underneath that's going to be a very bad matchup for them, or they're going to have a really off shooting night in the NCAA tournament, but that's pretty much how most teams that's go That's how, home. That,
3: I was just going to say, that's that's <laughs> that's like the recipe for disaster for every single team in college basketball. Yeah,
4: and, and, you know, last year they didn't have a, an off night, really, until yeah. the, the championship right. game. They were on, they were shooting well, and they were progressing through the tournament, but... If you're going to say that the Aztecs are a fraud, then UConn's a fraud, too. They lost by 19 on the road to a decent Creighton team, but one that got bodied by UNLV earlier in the season. They're ranked 15th, but not, I would say, appreciably better than Utah State. And that's that's UConn. No one's going to say, well, UConn's out of it. They've got no chance. They're the defending champs. They're ranked number 1. Got absolutely bodied on the road Crushed. because yep. teams on the road in college basketball, especially this season, are just having very little success. And that's true of every other Mountain West team as well. And count on one hand, like the number of road wins against top teams in the Mountain West this year. They're very rare. Usually something weird happened in the game that allowed the road team to get the win and the Aztecs got zero of them Well, and I'll so tell far you, this season. And I'll tell you what, man, the
3: Mountain West uh, tournament is going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be like a Royal Rumble, Ben. I mean, the the team's at the top of the heap, and hell, even the teams you know near the middle have have played really good basketball this season. It is a really really uh tough conference one that you should feel pretty proud of at being you know near the top of these guys can play. They can absolutely play. And they're talking You know, six teams
4: going to go in the tournament from the Mountain West. So um, that tournament is going to be bananas. Remember, we talked about it earlier, though. The Mountain West format (laughs) for the tournament gives the top five teams a bye into the quarterfinals. And if you finish sixth or below, you have to play at a fourth game, an extra play-in game, essentially, which makes it much, much more difficult. I don't think a team that's ever been... Beyond fifth has ever won the tournament and had to go through the four games to to win the whole thing. Right now, San Diego State is a half game out of sixth place. Uh, essentially, if they lose anything that they're not expected to lose going forward, they could really cripple themselves in an, in a Mountain West tournament situation. So now they have to take care of business. They get a road game at Fresno State. That's one you have to win. I mean, Fresno State's not good. They're four and nine in the conference, but. I guarantee you, it'll be their biggest game of the season on Saturday when San Diego State comes to town, um, and they will be ready to play. So you know you can't now; you can't lose any of the games the rest of the way. Essentially, maybe you'll finish tied for first, maybe you'll finish second. Either way, that's okay for the conference tournament. But if you lose one more, you may find yourself in that fifth, sixth area where all of a sudden the path even to a Mountain West tournament title is is pretty dicey. Now they're going to get into the NCAA tournament sure. either way.
3: Yeah, they're they're going to be in the tournament. Nothing to really really worry about. But uh, man, I, that that tournament of these teams just cannibalizing each other is going to be it's going to be high
4: drama. Yeah, and and that's part of it as well. Uh, you know, you're comparing you're comparing this year's Mountain West, to maybe previous year's Mountain West teams, and that's not not really a fair comparison. When San Diego State ran through like last season, they weren't facing the kind of competition on a night in night out basis that they've been facing this year in the Mountain West. The teams are simply better. There are more of them that are deeper. The competition is much better in the Mountain West. You can't expect to win quite as many games when you're going up against good competition. It's the same if you're playing in the you know, the Big East. Yeah, of course you're going to lose some games sure. and you have to go on the road and play UConn and other good teams. It's like that in the Mountain West this year. You're projecting six teams in the NCAA tournament field. You've got to play, that means five road games against NCAA tournament teams in their conference and sold out gyms, those are tough, tough games to win in college basketball. They'd be very tough for everybody, as UConn showed yesterday when they played one of their better teams on the road in the conference and got absolutely destroyed. Purdue lost on the road this week. They were number two in the country. Teams lose on the road in college basketball.
3: Aztecs have not been able to get that signature road win,
4: though. Not in conference. Not in conference. Gonzaga's still a a decent win. They have some good neutral conference wins. St. Mary's, who has barely lost since they played them, (laughs) is up in the metrics and is going to be the NCAA tournament. That looks like a really good win. So what is your message to Aztecs fans? Tranquilo? Tranquilo. Relax, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to be nervous when they play because if they don't make their shots, they're not going to win. (laughs) You just hope that Brian Dutcher, who has been there many times before, will, you know, have the right preparation, be able to say the right things to get his team in the right frame of mind where they're feeling confident and hitting some shots when it really does matter, which is not now, it's in four weeks from now when it's conference and NCAA tournament time and that will determine whether this season is ultimately successful a little bit disappointing in the end yeah just they had so many chances to to you know, I mean,
3: and again, they hung around and they played really good defense yeah. when they needed to, had some big steals, some big blocks down the stretch, and just couldn't convert. And again, Jaden can't do it all by himself. I mean, he, he at one point he did, three guys on him, turns around, you know, 10 feet away, pops one, tried the exact same play the next time, didn't fall, you know, so it was just one of those days. But I, I just continue to remain very impressed by him. I also continue to be very excited for the future. They've got some young kids, Benny, that are so flippin' fun to watch. So, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's a program that's in a good place and headed in the right direction as well. You can't really get too upset about
4: a loss like that last night. Yeah, I I don't think the officiating was as bad as some of the other games. I don't think so either. I thought it was actually pretty fair. But there were – I mean, they only had two fouls called on them in the first, what, 19 and a half minutes of the game, uh, which meant Utah State did not have to worry about foul trouble the entire game, which is something that the Aztecs have exploited, especially at home when they get more whistles. And Jaden Ladia's fouled out two players on his own – Two fouls in nineteen and a half minutes. You gotta tell me they they missed a few, obviously, which is going to happen as as well on the road in the Mountain West. It's just it's just part of the story when you're uh when you're going on the road in this conference. So not a bad loss, but I think it's just the cumulative every single time feeling this way, like you'd let another opportunity yeah. that was there get away. It gets frustrating for fans at some point seeing the same story play out, fall behind a little bit early. You know, fight, 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 fight. Catch up, get close. Don't get all the way back. Can't get all the way over the hump and end up with another loss. We've seen this, seen this story play out, and it just gets a little (laughs) bit frustrating for fans. For sure, I get it. Yeah, I'm not, not saying Brian Dutcher has forgotten how to coach or anything like that. Guys, got to make calm down a little bit.
3: Wide open shots. You know they're not all going to fall, but you know, like you said, you make half of those or a quarter of those, you probably win that game pretty easily. Again, I thought they got outplayed in the second half. I really did. Yeah. And every time I'd look up, I'm like, oh, they're down four. What, you know, nothing to get upset about right now. Um, Utah State didn't exactly throw the dagger in as much as they tried. No, they they're, they missed a few, they're not a
4: great three point shooting team but and they missed they, a couple of open ones that would have pretty much iced it. I yep. go, okay, they're keeping they're keeping San Diego State around. But they still they ended up making like six or seven of them, and the Aztecs made three two, two, essentially. Two? Yeah. Three total, but that last one doesn't count to, for for much in my mind. So you're not you're not gonna win when you miss two, 18 of your first twenty three point shots. Yes, no doubt. All right. Um let's uh we got a couple minutes left. I saw More positive, glowing reports from Jackson Merrill's outfield transition already, which is very hard to say, considering he hasn't played a single spring training game yet. I know he played like five games in the minor leagues in the outfield last season. I haven't seen any of the video from those games, but the general consensus around Padres camp is that he is making the transition to the outfield quite easily, quite seamlessly, you know, couple things to work on in terms of going back to the wall, and you should you see know. me in the batting cage,
3: Ben, or me on the the driving range. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be so different. Uh, probably as soon as tomorrow, when if he let's say he's playing left field in the first game, and somebody ass out slaps one down the line, and the ball is spinning a certain way, it's just there's nothing to, there's nothing that can prepare you for what it's like in game speed um in a real game, bat off of the ball, not out of a machine or off of a fungo. It's going to be interesting to watch. That means he said all he said yesterday. Yeah, see ball, go get ball. See ball, go and get you know, ball. Yeah, if it's... you can dumb it down like that, great. And it there's been I mean, there's been I don't know thousands of guys that have changed positions uh for the better and and gone to the Hall of Fame. You know, I I've always been a catcher. Well, guess what? You're a second baseman now. Uh it happens all the time. So uh, he's an athlete. I'm not too worried about it. He's got the frame. He's got the, the look. I promise you he's played outfield at some point in his life. I, I, he's going to figure it out because the, your other option is, okay, cool, go back down to the minors and play short. You're my, gonna, he's going to figure it out.
4: My question, and I'd I love to hear what some of the tier ones have to say in the chat as well on YouTube. Would you be surprised at this point if Jackson Merrill doesn't break camp with the Padres, and, and perhaps is it even in the opening day starting lineup? Correct. I, I think that's a really good question. You know, it, It's still to be determined yeah. whether the Padres make any other additions in the outfield, but at this point, you've got to think, there are still two outfield spots very much open and up for grabs, and there's only been one name that has been getting any buzz So far in camp and it's been Jackson Merrill and so far they seem to be laying the groundwork for let's get ready for this to happen. We're not going to force it if it really says to us he's not ready with his play, but I'm getting the sense that the Padres are planning on this to happen. They think he's ready. They've already made that determination kind of in their minds and they're just looking for confirmation of what they already believe. And that is Jackson Merrill, despite only playing forty plus games at double A, is ready to make the leap and will be the Padres likely opening day left fielder against the LA Dodgers less than one month from now. Yeah. I'm I'd be surprised now if he's not I, if he's not on the team. I feel the same way. It's a way that it, it feels like it's trending certainly. Which much. is hard to say before the first spring training game has even been played and won't be for another thirty hours. But it seems like it's trending that direction. All right, we'll continue to discuss that. Got Jason Starks' anonymous poll of executives about the offseason winners and losers. And Take On Woods coming up next.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.